This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 552, 4,000 Mondays with Jody Wellman. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And joining me today is someone who's who's been expanding lives, helping people to live on purpose by becoming more aware of their own mortality. <laughs> This is this is Jody Wellman. Welcome to Live On Purpose Radio, Jody. Hi, Dr. Paul. I've never been so excited to be introduced with such a flattening affect. That really made my day. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's bang on. <laughs> you, you know what? You've you've got this message that is so painfully obvious. Oh, right. When, when we stop and pay attention to it, but there's a lot of obvious things that are unnoticed. I love this because as coaches, our job is to illuminate the obvious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To bring yeah. it to people's attention because once it's in your awareness, yeah. then you can exercise some choice. Oh, gosh, I love all that way you put all that together because you're right. And mm-hmm. exercising the obvious, I mean, nobody here listening and it doesn't know that we're totally temporary. I mean, this is just the unfortunate inevitability right. for all of us. Um, and yet we do a bang up job of not talking about it, don't we? Oh. Or or pretending somehow that, I don't know, maybe we're a special case. Or <laughs> well, specialness, right? Like Irvi Alom, existential psych- psychotherapist, who mm-hmm. I love, love, love. He really makes it clear. Like we love to think that crappy things happen to other people, but not to us. Whether it's that, well, someone else's car is going to get broke into, but not mine, or someone else is going to get glaucoma, but not me. And then even, well, someone else is going to die first, but me, like we know we're going to die, but yet we do do that little veil of sort of disbelief. We distance ourselves and it does us a disservice because we defer our lives. These Mondays we have left, however many they may be, we just keep thinking, I've got all this time in the world, but we don't. So let's wake up. As it turns out, okay, there's a limited number, and your website is 4000mondays.com, which is the average. Mm-hmm. You know, we could get into a whole conversation about averages and what the heck that means, yeah, but it, it's the average lifespan yeah. of a, a generally healthy person mm-hmm. living in a first world country. That's fair, fair summary, okay. Yeah. Now, it's going to be give or take, obviously, because nobody lives exactly, well, I guess some people live exactly 4,000 Mondays, but it's roughly about that. Yeah. And if you were to chart it, you've checked off a bunch of those already. Yeah. So becoming aware of that helps you to value what's left of them. How many of those do you want to waste? Or I like this word that you use a lot, squander. Squander. Oh, Man, well, squander has a feeling associated, right? No one wants to squander their time. Right. You know, I like the difference between thinking of like a squander-filled life versus a squander-free life. And mm. I mean, 
I had one woman recently, she, she really, she really provoked me in a great way. She was like, but sometimes I like to squander my time. And I was like, well, Hey, wait, relaxing is not squandering. No. Taking a, taking a nice time out to chill out and have a bath and read or whatever. That's not squandering. That's called in many cases, self-care, recoup, rest, recovery, whatever you want to do. But we know the difference when we are asleep at the switch of life, right? Mm -hmm. We know when we've clicked into that zombie zone we get into because we're on our autopilot routines and habits and the things that keep life on the rails. But man, do they dull the edges? All of a sudden, it's like, how did it get to be June, right? Or how did it get to be? Right. And because we just end up losing track of our time. And that's the thing that we want to really quantify is time and say, if you really were reminded in a very visceral way that your time is unfortunately no no news to anybody, but let's get granular, does that make you take it more seriously? And the answer is usually yes. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. and, and however you want to fill it. And trust me, I mean, we both got ways and ideas on how you want to fill that time. Of course, I've got su suggestions, uh, but <laughs> it's got to be relative to what you want. But knowing time's ticking, right. what do you want to do? I, I like the way that you made a distinction here too about squandering or wasting time versus mm -hmm. wholesome recreation and yes. relaxation and enjoying the life that we have. Yes. That, in fact, I, I know in your uh, TEDx talk, you you handled this as well. And you guys go listen to Jody's <laughs> TEDx talk. It is awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Oh. Just, and there's a link to it on your website, 4000mondays.com. So you guys go watch it because it, there's a really great summary there. And you talk about um, the the breadth and depth of, yes. of our existence and our life and having a sense of this is good. Yeah. And if you're constantly working in a way that you don't enjoy, you're probably squandering your life, even though it's enormously productive by some Ooh, measures. What a great, great point. Yeah. And by the way, we're on, say, wavelengths in a way where you're the shrink that expands. You know, expanding is one of my dimensions is widening our life. So it's yes. not just about lengthening it because who wants to live to be 104 if you are miserable and unhealthy? Um, right. We widen our lives with vitality and all the fun and experiences and pleasure. And then we deepen our lives with meaning and purpose and connection and all that juicy stuff, different yes. dimension of positive psychology. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what you're describing, I like the way you're putting it. Like we can get confused that being busy and achieving and producing, if, if some of the zest and joy has gone out of it for us, that right. is a version of squandering. And so we really owe it to ourselves at any given moment to do a pulse check, right? And just like in my language of are you alive or dead, like check your pulse, um, not just your literal one, because you may very well be alive, but the living dead. What about the sense to which you feel? Do you feel like you're plugged in to the things that give you a sense of aliveness and joy? Is there something else out there? And for many of us, we have an idea about the things that we long to do, but we're just afraid to sometimes make those choices, right? Maybe it is right. about switching right. up a career or a relationship uh, or maybe where you want to move or even getting reintroduced into the simple stuff to me is like, quite frankly, I'm more interested in the low hanging fruit of life. Sometimes the easy little things we can do that have a big impact. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like rekindling a hobby that we used to have that we just, oh, I really used to love it when I played the viola or when I used to sketch or when I used to go to that Italian class what a, you know, little subtle things that we can reintroduce into our lives 
to add a little more for you, it might be width, for someone else, it might be depth, but to feel like we're filling it in a more conscious, intentional way that spice mm-hmm. up our days. You know, I would really love to have you share with our audience today mm-hmm. that y- you broke it down into these four quadrants. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe you could give us just a little taste of that because we're going to fall somewhere yes. in that that spectrum. And it, it that maybe informs us as to what our next steps could be. Well, would you mind sharing that? Oh, I would so love to. Uh, and you're so right that the idea behind it is that it can give you an idea about, hey, wait, this is where I'm living. Therefore, I now understand what I can do to actually get into the zone I want to be in, which right. maybe I'll save that best for last. So Ooh. if we imagine the spectrum of living wider, well, there's your good old fashioned X axis. And if you mm-hmm. imagine living deeper, well, that's conveniently deep goes you know up and down. So there's our wide axis. Mm-hmm. If you are living a life, for example, that feels really meaningful, but not a lot of vitality. That's what's called meaningfully bored. And most of the people that complete my survey are in this category. It's the most popular category. So there's enough meaning and purpose. Maybe you have a meaningful job. Maybe you're a teacher and you've got, you know, you're helping kids, but you're so freaking bored. (laughs) You know, you need, you need, (laughs) you haven't traveled in a while, or you just want to have some more fun around here. That's the meaningful category. And then knowing that means, oh, okay, how do I just infuse a little more cool pleasure and brunches and fun and different things to do. So that's one category. Okay. The opposite could be where you're having fun around here. Like you are going to all the tasting menus and the parties and you are out there, maybe you're on the town or you're just living it up, but you go home at night and you feel like you're just an empty shell. (laughs) You know, things are just hollow and that's because you don't have meaning. And so you got all the vitality, you're wide, but you are not deep and that feels that that's its own brand of discomfort, right? And so that if one finds themselves in that category, then that's the, hmm, how do I go find a little more meaning? Is it about more meaningful relationships? Do I want to volunteer? Do I want to consider going back to school and learning something that will make me feel rich with growth and learning? So that could be one category. Mm-hmm. We've got another category where not many of us want to spend any time, but we do from time to time. And it's called the dead zone. Oh, yeah. Not so hot. Yeah. Uh, this is where you are a little lacking or a lot lacking in both categories. Not a lot of fun, not a lot of meaning. Life is just, unfortunately, trudging by. Yeah. And some people will find themselves there for maybe like a period of time. If you are an accountant and it's tax season and you're just so overwrought with work and you're not loving the work anymore. Well, and you're not having fun and you're not, you might be in the dead zone for, you know, the month of March and April, but you're going to get out of it. Mm. Or sometimes, so, but some of us spend longer time there and that is definitely not the feeling of aliveness. Best for last, the last quadrant here, we we all want to be here. It's called astonishingly alive. Mm -hmm. Man, we want to spend most of our time here. And this is where you are anywhere plus on that sense of vitality, doing cool, fun things, feeling alive and anywhere plus on meaning where you are actually plugged into something that feels like, again, there's substance to it. And I don't care. I don't, I'm not here to say I get so sensitive that I don't want to be like, live your best life. Like it's some kind of like, like a threat. Like we have to, it has to be a certain way because, oh honey, like your version of an astonishingly alive life might look very different than mine. Mine tends to be typically quite, quite quiet and a little, you know, it it doesn't need to be full of fanfare. Whatever that looks like to you, it's totally relative. 
But we just need to make sure, are you feeling like you've got enough width and enough depth? And if you do, then you're in that category. And hey, let's keep searching for more there. But it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to look a certain way on the outside. I, I you know, I always feel like some people question that, like, is it, oh, it doesn't need to look good for social media. Oh, come on. It's what you want, right? So mm-hmm. can I get nosy for a second, Dr. Paul? Can I ask? Uh, probably. What category do you think you would fit in today? Of the well, you know, it's interesting that you qualified that with today because we do move in and out of these different quadrants. It's not a static thing. It's more of a dynamic process that we're in. When I look at my life overall, I am astonishingly alive. I am having so much fun. I'm not always there. And there are times when I slip into that meaningfully bored because my work is so meaningful, but sometimes I get into the drudgery of it and I need to be aware of that so that I can go out and spice it up a little bit here and there. And I even, I I was trying to jot down some of Mm -hmm. the titles of these meaningfully bored. And then what, what did you call the one where there's a lot of fun, but not much meaning? Right. That one's called vitally empty. Vitally empty. That's the one I didn't catch. I, you know, I don't spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I'm just so, so driven with my yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, my practice is called live on purpose. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got, I've got a lot of purpose there. So I don't get into the vitally empty very often. There will be times perhaps on a, if I take some time off and I spend a lot of time having fun. I need to get back to some purpose-driven activities from yeah. time to time. And the dead zone, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I don't hang out there very often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there are times, I mean, I can think of times when I dip into that. Sure. Well, and, you know, as you cover in your other shows, you know, there, sometimes it's the a version of adversity there that uh, in in many ways allows for more meaning to be made, right? Because sometimes we need the juxtaposition yeah. of, wow, that was a rough month or perhaps through grief or perhaps through different, different yes. you know, the trials and tribulations of being alive, welcome to being a human. Um, that can help us see with greater clarity. Wow, I feel so good now to be astonishingly alive because I can see in comparison that, you know, I'm through those dark days. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you bring that up, too, because in in my book, Pathological Positivity, chapter one is lightning strikes. And it's I didn't get actually hit by a bolt of lightning, but it was that figurative lightning that strikes all of us at some point. You know, you mentioned grief, for example. In fact, you and I rescheduled this interview because my little dog was passing. Mm-hmm. At the time that we were going to talk before, and there were several days that were just gut wrenching, mm-hmm. yeah. and and that's okay. Yeah. I, I want to send this out to all of you. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I don't want you to get the idea that oh well, I have to be happy all the time. No, you don't. You need to experience, like you were saying, Jody, those times when you dip into the dead zone. Mm-hmm. And you discover through the comparison that mm-hmm. this is not where you want to set up camp. Well said. Yeah. 
Yep. I, uh, it's funny. I'm a big baker. I make a lot of brownies. And mm. it's so true that tons and tons and tons of sugar in those puppies, but they were, no one will want to touch a brownie in that batch unless there's salt in there. You just need a little bit to offset. Right. You know, we, we all need a little bit of it. And I'm sure, you know, um, it's part of a rich life and we can't right. try it. We can't try and fight it. And in the same way that we talked earlier about how this idea that, you know, our mortality is the inevitable thing. All of us are facing it hopefully far down the road and that we don't want to talk about it. And it's that very thing that um, to me, it's like the ultimate adversity where, well, what if we did befriend it? You know, I don't think we need to dwell there a lot of time daily, but I think right. that by doing that, by getting back in touch with it, that's the very thing that animates us. It's the thing that makes us, we all need a deadline. I mean, let's be honest, right? The best stuff happens because we have a due date. Uh, we have a deadline and most of us, well, the truth is we do procrastinate. And that's actually, it's the the meta procrastination that I get fearful of for us. It's that we're doing this thing where we say, oh, I'd love to do that. Or yes, I'm going to go to the Greek islands when I retire. Or I'm going to, we put off our dreams, our hopes, our goals, our cool ideas, all these intentions we have. We keep putting it off because we don't want to stop and say, my days are numbered. My days might be more numbered than I even want to talk about, think about. Mm -hmm. And that means we're deferring, we're postponing the lives we want to live because we're deluding ourselves into thinking and believing we have all this time later. And I love the idea of a fantastic retirement, but most of us are also are aware that we may not be as able-bodied uh, at that point in time, or you may not have all of your marbles. You'll have many, but not all of them in order to fully really get what's going on if you're on the river cruise to Prague or something. So, and I, I like the idea of having a good life later too, but I just get so sad for the thought that we are missing out on life today with the idea that I'll get to it some other time because we will never not be busy. My dad has been retired for many years. He's 85. He feels busy. He's not busy, but he feels busy. And, you know, and, and I love you, dad. And that's <laughs> dad's listening, Jody. Right. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> and so let's, uh, that's the thing is like, who's standing up for you and start living your life more now. Like no one else is really crusading for you. Like at work, they want more work from you and you do good work. And so that's probably very fulfilling too. That's probably contributing to the meaningfully part. It might be contributing contributing to the vitality part in many ways. But what about the other things you want to do? That's where it's just about let's make time today because whether there is or isn't time tomorrow, that may not happen. And also I'm just more concerned about today. I'm just more concerned about today. Mm -hmm. The putting off. Yeah. There's so much that is that is missed in doing that. I one of my coaches years ago, when I was going through some of my challenging lightning strikes experiences, um told me that someday is today. Hmm. And that's kind of a trite. Phrase that you hear thrown around sometimes by motivational speakers or whatever. But it really sunk in with me. This is my life. The, today, it's not after or upon completion of or once I have whatever. It's now. Yeah. It's here. It's now. Yeah. And having that awareness, I, I love that you're calling attention to We've got a deadline. 
How morbid is that? We even call it a dead line. Wait a minute. You took that to a whole new level. I got to high five you right now because that is it. Like it is a dead line. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, we could lament that we need it as as a, as a, as a human race, uh, whatever we need it. And so let's just use it to our advantage, you Mm -hmm. know, because life would be very different if you flip it on its head. And you did that fun little thought experiment of, well, what if we didn't have a deadline? What if we were going to live forever? That tends to often scare our pants off more than anything, because that's the eternity, huh? And in a way, it's alluring. But then if you think about it, like, do you want to have 7,585 different trillion careers and meals and relationships and so on? Part of the precious sanctity of life is that we are here for 4,000 Mondays and that's our chance to make something feel special about mm-hmm. it. That is the thing that we're talking about. It's called temporal scarcity. It's that when something is running out, limited time only, that is when we see it as valuable, right? That no diamond is, yes. is valuable because it's rare, right? That pumpkin spice lattes only come but once a year. And that's why people enjoy them, even though to each their own, ew, but it's because it's not going to be around forever that we value it. So right. let's do the thing then and go, well, okay, how many, you know, 1,800, however many, or however many. And like my dad, for example, to bring him back in our conversation, he's at like minus 300 Mondays or so. And that's <laughs> about like, how do I savor my time now? So savoring is such a big theme here mm-hmm. for positive psychology. It's like savoring right now. And savoring what's what's to come. I'm not I'm not here to say we shouldn't make plans because actually anticipating what's in store, anticipating the trip you booked, or anticipating that yes. you signed up for, that is just delicious and necessary in a life well lived. And you're right. I love how you worded it a minute ago. Like if your life someday is today, our lives are just a bunch of I always look at it as like 20 minute increments, even sometimes depending how granular I want to get, like five minute moments. Mm-hmm. All just stitched together to make a day which makes your life. And that's it. That's not like, yeah, we think it's the big moments, but I don't know about you, but like, how often are the big moments really characterizing your life, right? That moment right. when you're like, I don't know, I'm not going to be on the top of Everest or like when you're at the Spanish steps in Rome or whatever. Those are rare. I don't know about you, but my life is when I'm at the grocery store standing there, you know, and, and or am I grateful that I get to be here, that I'm get to, you know, the, the the moments we take for granted, even the micro moments that have opportunities to be special, that we can say while we're at the grocery store, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something different. I'm gonna make this time meal I've never made before. And it might mess up, but that'll be hilarious. And I'm gonna have a special night tonight with my loved one. And we're just gonna have fun and we're gonna try a different music in the background and we're gonna crack open the special wine. You know why? Because it's Tuesday. We're gonna have a really out of the ordinary, just because why not? Because we're alive. And it doesn't mean yeah. you need to drain the bank account. It doesn't need mean, you know, this isn't wild. This is about making a choice to live today. We spend our time. You have to. You can't save it. Where would you keep it? <laughs> it's, it you're going to spend it. What you spend it on matters. How you spend it matters. Mm-hmm. I love the perspective, Jody. This is awesome. We could go on for hours, I'm sure. Me too. And we each will in our own 
little realm and environment. So you guys go connect with Jody, 4000mondays.com. While you're there, click on that TEDx talk that she did because you're going to get a really nice overview of what we've talked about here today. And Jody, before you go, yeah. I just wanted to ask you, what is what is a nugget that you can leave with our audience about where to from here? We've, we've raised a little bit of awareness with our conversation. Now what? Mm. What would you say? Mm. You know what? I am a big fan of doing that exercise where you imagine you're on your deathbed. No one ever said this wouldn't be morbid, but let's go with it. Mm-hmm. When you imagine it's tonight. And you do imagine that you, I I could care less, by the way, about the regrets that you have of things you did. Those are water under the bridge, done, gone, stupid, but done. I want you to think about the things that you didn't get to do in your life. They're called regrets, not of commission, but of omission. What are the regrets (laughs) that you said, I always wanted to X, Y, Z. If you were gone tonight, please write out that list. It could be the trivial silly stuff, right? Like I always wanted to try the Elvis burger or it could be, I wanted to go and do that amazing program overseas, whatever it might be, big, small, otherwise, jot it all down. Look at the list, see what it makes you think, what it makes you feel. And those I call pregrets because they're regrets in the making. They're before they've even happened because most of us are not in fact going to die tonight. And so this is our chance to look at that list and say, wow, I get to go and try the Elvis burger. Or I get to go and book that trip or do the thing you want to do because, gosh, man, we are lucky to still be here. So that, to me, is the extra nugget about what to do next. Love that. The pre-grets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably got another Monday or two or a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand or a dozen. You get to use them how you want to. Be- being clear that they are limited will help you to spend them more wisely in a way that brings joy into your life. Love that. Jody, thank you so much for coming to Live On Purpose Radio today. Thanks for having me here, Dr. Paul. Folks, you've heard it. It's time to do it. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating, too. It's time now to live on purpose.